afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We have another wonderful show in store for you. I have a great author coming on board. She's calling in in a little bit. Um, but first, of course, Let's get started with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Neither worthiness, effort, skill, intelligence, talent, timing, connections, looks, popularity, blood, sweat, or tears will make the difference. More than anything else, living in wealth and abundance is simply a matter of knowing that you already do. Tally-ho, the universe. Uh, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe. I think uh, trying to uh, remind us that... Uh, um, trying to remind us that we already are um, so abundant, so talented, um, so uh, 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 full of the things that we don't necessarily have to make as big an effort or as uh, work so hard at it. You know, so often, you know, and, and this is like so fits into what Elizabeth Tripp was just talking about on her show, Nourish the Soul, before hours, um, that, uh, you know, we, we have these issues around worthiness, around not feeling enough, whether it's, I mean, she talks specifically about, you know, body image and about, um, uh, you know, working out and food and diet and all those things, but it's true in general. Um, we, we have this feeling that we need to put more effort, that we need to be smarter. We need to be more talented. We need to have better timing. We need this. We need that. And the truth is we don't need any of that. Uh, we already are. And, and it's really about, um, it's really about looking at the talents we already have, at the intelligence we already have, at, at, at the, the effort we've already put in. Now, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, we can just coast. We don't have to put any effort in. You know, things are, are, are just going to be okay and wonderful. No, it's about understanding that we are already enough, that we already have what it takes, and that we don't have to do these things to change ourselves, to fix ourselves. We don't need to be fixed. We're perfect as we already are. But just because we're perfect doesn't mean we can't evolve, doesn't mean we can't do better, doesn't mean that we can't grow and learn and improve. We can always improve. We can always evolve. You, you know, every day that we have another breath, we have another opportunity to um, come more fully into ourselves. It's not about fixing ourselves. It's not about repairing a broken soul. We're not broken. We don't need to be fixed. All right. We... we we already have tremendous abundance all around us. If you don't think you have abundance around you, just think about this. When was the last time you ran out of air? Right? Okay, you didn't run out of air. And you know what? It doesn't matter where in the world you are, you're not going to run out of air. The world is a tremendously abundant place. There is abundance all around us it is only our resistance to it. It is only our, in a sense, pushing it away that keeps us from really tapping into it. We are already wealthy. We have an, When was the last time you ran out of blood? When was the last time you ran out of energy? I'm not saying you got tired, but I mean you had zero energy left. Right? 
we all have tremendous abundance within us and around us. My dear friend Dell on the Facebook live stream says, thank you for this message, brother. Perfect timing. Uh, brother Dell, uh, thank you so much. Always appreciate your support. And wow. Um, so this is a wonderful quote from the universe. Tally-ho. Let's go out there and tap more into the abundance that we already have around us. So before I get to my quote from Abraham, wow, we got tons of people uh, tuning in on the Facebook live stream. Bahar, Austin, uh, Dennis, Jamie, Phil, Craig, and Dell. thank you all for tuning in on the Facebook live stream. I really appreciate you guys. Okay. What's our quote from Abraham for today? Let's check it out. The expansion of the universe and the evolution of all species is dependent on contrast. How could you ever decide what you do want without living some of what you don't want? And so be easy on yourself. Do not try to hold yourself to the impossible standard of only being in a place where everything is exactly as you want it to be. If you could do that, you would cease to exist. Abraham. Ah, again, two quotes very, very much in alignment with each other and very much in alignment with what we're going to be talking about today. So Abraham talks about contrast. What is contrast? Right? Contrast is when we're experiencing those things that we really don't want to have much of in our life. Right? And what Abraham is saying is that our evolution is dependent upon contrast. How are we going to know that, you know, we don't like a particular political structure if we don't see that a certain political structure doesn't work well? How are we going to know that we don't like poverty if we don't experience some stress around money? How are we going to really know how important our health is to us until we really experience some disease or some disconnection to our health? You see, when we don't have something, that's when we really appreciate it, right? What's the old uh, expression, uh, familiarity breeds contempt? We don't really appreciate our bodies, our situations, our lives until there's some contrast in there to remind us of like, hey, this is really a good thing. You know, I've experienced myself. Hey, look, I'm, I know I'm your conscious consultant. I know, um, you know, I'm not supposed to experience uh, contrast as much as many people, but I do. I experience it every single day along with each of you. Right. I experience the people who are not very conscious. I experience negative people. I experience things not going the way I want. I experience health problems. I experience it all. And it all is merely a reminder of what I don't want. So I more clearly know what I do want. And it's really a beautiful thing. And I know when you're in the middle of the contrast, maybe it's not quite as easy to be so positive about it and to, to really be so, oh, oh, yeah, this is great. But when we can take a moment to just step back and breathe and realize that it actually does serve us, and I'm going to say it here, and I truly believe this, everything in the universe is here to serve us in some way. We just often don't have the clarity or the perspective to see how all this contrast serves us. Right? I mean, we've all had those experiences in life that at the time we were going through these experiences, they were awful, gut wrenching, heart aching experiences. That it was not until we got some distance, it was not until time had passed, it was not until we had that additional perspective that we could look back on those experiences and say, oh, you know what? I learned so much from that. 
I grew so much from that experience. That experience made me who I am today, and who I am today is really pretty good. But that does not mean that at the time we experienced that contrast that we were like, oh my God, I can't wait for this to be over. But you see, now that you know this, now that you've had the opportunity to at least consider these ideas, and look, I'm not saying anyone should believe me blindly. I'm just saying consider it. Give it a moment's consideration. Try it. Try it for yourself. See how it works in your own life. Because I know if you can, if you can just, when you're in the middle of the contrast, have that slightly higher perspective, have that greater understanding, like, hey, I'm experiencing contrast. I may not be able to see right now how this serves me, but I know ultimately it does. And just relax a little bit about it, that getting through the contrast will be so much easier for you. And you will actually slide through it with greater ease and get past the contrast more quickly than resisting it. Because that resistance causes more friction. And what happens when there's more friction? Things slow down. Right? I mean, when there's friction on the tires, that's what causes the car to break. That's what slows us down. So remember, the evolution of everything is dependent upon contrast. Our own evolution is dependent upon the contrast that we experience in our day-to-day life. Doesn't mean we shouldn't want things to change. In Abraham's language, it's when we experience contrast that we launch new rockets of desire, and then that desire leads us to the places we want to be. So... A wonderful, wonderful quote from Abraham and from the universe. I hope you've enjoyed them with everyone on my Facebook live stream and and listening on talkradio.nyc. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to bring on our guest, Kelly McGrath-Martinson, the author of the book, A Year of Inspired Living. And I'll introduce her to you and we'll get going with what it means to have a live a life of inspired living when we come back right after these messages you're listening to the conscious consultant hour awakening humanity and we'll be right back you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow, Follow Me Friday, Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio. 24 hours a day. And 
welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Uh, I'm very happy for you all to be here with us today, either from talkradio.nyc or on the Facebook live stream. Ah, got a couple of more people joined us, Joe Sam and Baptista, and Jamie says, thank you. I guess Jamie liked my uh, quotes of the day for today. So without further ado, let me introduce you to our guest. And I want you to ignore those who say that life doesn't come with a manual because Kelly McGrath Martinson, our guest today, has exactly the guide you need to make life richer and more insightful with her new book, A Year of Inspired Living. And here's what it looks like on the Facebook live stream. I know it looks a little backwards, but that's what it looks like. Uh, essays and exercises for self-reflection. This is a handbook for anyone who wants to embrace a better life through entertaining antidotes and guided journal pages. A Year of Inspired Living helps the reader to create their very own personalized self-help book. Kelly, who is the publisher of Natural Awakenings Long Island Magazine, has designed exercises for each month that include room for reflections, lists to seize the most from life, and culminate in writing your very own publisher's letter, just as she does in her magazine. The letter provides space to reflect on that month's personal inspiration. By digging deep and really talking about issues from the heart, Kelly guides her readers to contemplate their own feelings, hopes, and dreams. And I am very, very pleased uh, that her journey brings her to the Conscious Consultant Hour today. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. And I'm so sorry you weren't able to come in studio today. I uh, know. Thanks for having me on the phone, though. I'm glad we were able to continue this. You're welcome. You're welcome. I hope your daughter is doing okay. Yeah. A little cold. <laughs> okay. No problem. No problem. Um, so, Kelly, I just want to ask you, is this the first book you've published? Because I know you published the magazine, but in terms of books, is this the first book? Yeah. This is my first book. Um, I've, I was publishing the magazine for about three years, uh, and I write a publisher letter mm -hmm. each month in the magazine. And I got a lot of feedback locally on the letter, and that's what prompted me to sort of expand upon what I was doing in the magazine and create a book. Oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, okay, great. So, so really it was from the feedback you got from, from what you were already doing with the magazine that said, hey, uh, maybe I should uh, do a little bit more, do something a little bit more interesting for my readers. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so my publisher letter was, um, it, it's always, it, long story short, I'll try, when I started publishing the magazine, I had really no training. I didn't know what a publisher letter was. I didn't really recognize that I was supposed to be telling people, you know, this is what you'll find in the magazine ah, and okay. this is what... And so instead, actually about three weeks after I purchased the magazine, I took all my savings, I bought this magazine, I bought the con contracts, I decided I was going to you know, take this journey and be a publisher, um, Hurricane Sandy wiped out my office. Whoa. So any training materials, anything, so what could I write about? I wrote about <laughs> Sandy. I wrote about the positives that came out of it. I wrote about just living through that experience. And that first letter just got so much. It, that was actually my second letter, but it got uh, so much response. And then they, and that made me continue to make my publisher letter more, almost more like a blog, just sort of my mm, daily, monthly, gotcha. you know, interactions, things I faced. Maybe it's my husband's cancer, my son's illness, my, you mm. know, losing my job, midlife. You know, those different topics. I didn't really tie it too much to the magazine editorial, and it's it sort of worked because. The magazine did better, and I did better, and you wonderful, know, people wonderful. really resonated with it. They really well, liked it, which is nice. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Okay, like you mentioned a whole bunch of things, and and, and it, I, I wanted to to sort of ask you about. Sure. Why did you buy the, the, the franchise for the Natural Awakenings magazine? For those people who don't know, Natural Awakenings, they're nationwide, right? Yep. And, mm -hmm. and they're a wonderful, holistic sort of um, uh, 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 magazine that comes out. How often? Is it weekly or monthly? It's monthly. Yep, monthly. it's a monthly. Um, and it's a great resource. Everyone should absolutely check it out. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, how did you come across it and, and what inspired you to actually buy the franchise for Long Island? Sure. So it's really funny. And, it, and again, it, that will lead me to why I wrote this book. So the magazine had been for sale for a few months. I had gotten laid off from my existing job. Uh, and what were you a, doing? A, 
I was doing medical research at that time. Okay. I was assisting with medical research for a biotech company, and I got laid off. And when that happened, um, I had a non-compete. I could not work in that same field for a little while. And I was looking. I, I was a reader of the magazine. I loved the magazine. I was, And there was an ad in the magazine for four or five months, and I never saw it. I never recognized this ad was there. I started journaling to figure out, like, and just doodling. I didn't even know what I was doing was journaling. You know, I was doodling, and I was writing things, and things were coming to me. And it wasn't until I sort of wrote down a bunch of different times over a bunch of different weeks that I wanted to meet people in a prevention space. I didn't want to work mm. in medical research. I didn't want to, you know, help people take more pills. I wanted to right. help people eat more greens. And right. it wasn't And it, <laughs> and then when I started writing this, writing this, writing this, I opened the magazine. I said, oh, this is for sale. How funny. And I called the publisher. I called them. And that's sort of how it came about. But I, I always look back as if I wasn't journaling, if I wasn't writing, mm. I don't know if I would have been aware, you know. So right. for me, journaling helps me to be really super aware of what I want, what the universe wants for me. That's right, sort of right. Well, that's wonderful. But that, you know, I, I love that story because it's another example of how, you know, sometimes we need to get kicked out of what we're doing yeah. to then find a path that's actually more fulfilling for us, right? I mean, I know so many people 100%. who have lost their jobs and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe they fired me. I don't know what I'm going to do. But then eventually it leads them to something that's actually their life's passion. And then they're so much happier than they were beforehand, but they were so afraid to actually take that leap and leave their, quote unquote, that security of their, their paying job. Absolutely. I mean, not, don't get me wrong. I was devastated when, you know, you, oh, your sure. identity is tied to this yeah. job, everything. Absolutely. So devastated. And, but then exactly what you said, if, you, if I stopped, once I stopped resisting that they fired uh, me, I'm mad. Once I sort of let go of that. And I was able to, you know, open up into this where now I'm publishing a magazine about beliefs that I have, you know, sharing these beliefs with all of Long Island. Then I write a book, I'm right. doing some speaking on the same, you know, so it's really opened up. Once you let go of that sort of resistance, like you said, that woe is me, you know. <laughs> exactly. Resisting what is, right? I mean, okay, yeah, you lost sure. your job. You lost it. Okay, now what? Right, right. And I, I just had a conversation with my sister about something going on in her life, and I said something similar. I said, you know, you know, God or the universe or whatever you believe in. So I believe in God. So I said, God doesn't always give us what we want, but he always gives us what we need, you know? So maybe right. we stop with the I want, I want, I want, and why don't we just see? Like, let's breathe, you know? Right, right. And I just want to remind our, our listeners on the Facebook live stream, if you have any questions for Kelly or for myself, to just type them in the comments field and I'll read them out. So welcome to the Facebook live, Ed and Lee and Brigitte. Um, so I'm curious, Kelly, what was the hardest part? I mean, other than Hurricane Sandy, I mean, I get that wiping out everything uh, and having, I guess, kind of starting from scratch. But what was really sort of internally, what was the hardest part with, with you taking over Natural Awakenings and, and starting to do something that really you, you had no experience as a publisher? You know, what, what really was, was the greatest internal challenge? Probably stuff like this. Um, and feeling sort of inadequate. So um, who is it, like Marianne Williamson, who is, has that whole, you know, um, talk about who am I to be brilliant? You know, you yes. almost feel like, well, yes. who do I think I am right. publishing a magazine? And who do people think I think I am? You know, that sort of, you know, which is slightly narcissistic. You're worrying what people think. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that was my internal, like, what are people going to think? I don't know. They're right. They're probably going to think I don't know what I'm doing. They're right. You know, <laughs> that's sort of uh, internal. And that, and that still goes on even with the book. Like, sure. oh, are people going to say, like, I loved my book and I love that I'm reaching so many strangers that will email me and say, thank you, thank you, thank you. But it's more the people I know. Like, are they going to be like, what wisdom do you have? I know you from the local pub or whatever. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's my own internal struggle. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. And we're going to get to the book in just one second. I just got one more question for you. About the magazine. Yeah. When did you know, like, this was the right choice? Like, like, I mean, you've been doing it now for three years. So I imagine somewhere within that first year, there must have been some point where all of a sudden, like, you realized, like, you know what, this is it. And, like, you were happy and confident. And you, you were like, well, not, 
you know, not necessarily 100%, but you, you were happy and confident and you're like, oh, yeah, I, I did this was the right choice. I did the right thing. So actually, I've been doing it now six years. Oh, six years. Um, but when I knew, I would say, right, I mean, it sounds cliche, but like after the first month, it just, oh, okay. it was, it's, it resonated so much more with me than what I had been doing. You know, kind of like you said, I had golden handcuffs, you know, I didn't want to leave the safety of this great job and this, you know, security. I never would have left that. Mm. But the second I was released and I did, you know, the few months just sort of kind of regrouping Mm -hmm. within a month of having the magazine, I really felt like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then it opened up so many different things that kept verifying, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. So for me, it was quick. There was definitely some money fears. Mm-hmm. So probably it wasn't until the you know, second or third year that I said, okay, financially good, this is what oh, I'm supposed okay. to be doing. But, but emotionally, I knew month one right. after I put together the first magazine. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So now you mentioned before that a year of inspired living was sort of inspired by your publisher's letter in the magazine. Like, how long did it take until you kind of had this idea of, oh, maybe I should turn this into a book or maybe I should try another format and see uh, how that helps people. Um, well, that's, yeah, that was the three-year point. So okay. at the three-year point, I was getting so much response that I thought to myself, I I need to expand this. Like I, I would go back into like my feel-good file when where I keep these just you know, niceties that people were sending me and the thank yous that people were sending me. And um, I, I kept looking at them and I thought, well, maybe, maybe more people would like it. You know, maybe I could right. send it out to the masses. And then, you know, I always test myself and my own internal struggle, like I said, is, well, people really want this. So I sent a book proposal out to about, I guess, about 40 people. And I got a, 40 publishers and I got a bunch of no's. And... I said to myself, all right, I'm going to send it to five more. And I really researched, like, who would be a great, great fit and, I, you know, who would be a big house and, you know, sort of reach for the stars kind of list. And I sent it to those five. And the one that I really, really wanted, which was HCI Publishing, who published Chicken Soup for the Soul, like, that was my, you know, them picking it up. That was my my dream publisher. And uh, about six months after I had been putting the, you know, publisher, the proposal out there maybe nine months they contacted me and said you know they'd option it so wow that was pretty exciting great, <laughs> for sure great. and they're great they're well, as amazing as i had envisioned they you, would be they're you're getting amazing. lots of hearts and thumbs up on the facebook Yay. live stream i want <laughs> you to you. know Hearts okay. back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, it's time for us to take a quick break. When we come back, let's let's start to dive really deep into the book. Um, you know what it's for, how what people can expect from it, and and we'll get into it. Okay, Kelly. All right, wonderful. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Kelly McGrath Martinson, author of the book, A Year of Inspired Living. And we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Hello, this is Bruce Chamoff, host of the Web Design and Technology Coach. Join me and my guests every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. as we discuss the latest in web design, social media marketing, search engine optimization, and technology. We also discuss popular topics including WordPress, making money online, better Google rankings, and more. Every month, we also feature the best unsigned music from around the world right here on talkradio.nyc. 
Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, just a couple of quick shout outs on the Facebook live stream. Carson, Laurie, welcome. Bahar, sending uh, lots of uh, thumbs up for us. Thank you, Bahar. Appreciate it. Okay, Kelly. So we're talking about this book, A Year of Inspired Living. Um, as essays and, and guided journaling for self-reflection. So... And, and so basically, like, each chapter is a month out of the year. So this is, book is designed for someone to go through in a year's time? Well, it's funny. Initially, that's what my, perp- my plan was for the book. And it was going to be a month-to-month, a weekly, week-to-week book where you'd write, you'd read, you know, a chapter. And I would share something that's really very common that everybody, you know, can relate to, whether it's death, illness. Uh, losing a job, something positive, uh, aging, whatever it was, and then there's a page, the next page would be for the reader to write sort of a re- weekly reflection, and then the last week of a month of the month would be for the reader to write their own letter to the publisher, just contemplating their own life. And it, the way it was designed in my mind was that uh, it would be a week to week carrying you through you know, a year. And it could be started at any time. You could start it in April and go April to April to April, you know, that sort of thing. But um, the feedback I'm getting, which is really interesting from most people, is that they're reading it all at once. Uh-huh. Is, I like that. That means they like it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. They're reading, I love that. I'm like, yes. Um, they're reading it through because they, they're telling me they want to get to the next chapter and then going back and actually then doing it as a process. Uh-huh. Living as a process, so they're kind of getting the gist of the whole book. I think they're enjoying the essays and the things that I share, um, and then they're going back and journaling through. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, uh, besides the fact that people are like reading the whole book, what kind of feedback have you gotten from people about the book? How has it helped them? It's getting such good feedback. It's so um, it's like overwhelming. It feels so nice, you know. I, I go on to, I just went on the other day to Amazon's reviews and it's getting, you know, just really nice reviews. People are saying it's, it's helping them. I got a text the other day from a friend who's, you know, gave me back my own advice on a topic. Like, she's like, I'm going to quote May to you. But yeah, we're, I'm really getting uh great, great feedback. For the most part, I think it's because, you know, I don't have an advanced degree in sociology. I don't really have anything except for that, for whatever reason, I've faced a lot of, like, more than my share of adversity or even of everyday things. And I have tried to really reframe my reaction to them. And I don't always get get it right. You know, I'm very honest in the book. I'll share when I'm you know, narcissistic, or I'll share when I'm, you know, egotistical or whatever. And, you know, I I try to make it funny. Um, I share my crazy. That's what I say in the book. I say, (laughs) I share my crazy with you. And the response that I'm getting from the publisher letter tells me that y'all got some crazy too. You know, so (laughs) I try, I try to really just be totally just an honest, like having a chat with your girlfriend or your best friend. Beautiful, beautiful. Amy. And that's what they're saying back to me. So that's good. You know, that's what, that's the feedback I'm getting. I feel like I'm talking to my friend. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Amy on the Facebook live stream says, thank you for sharing your journey, Kelly. So so people appreciate it. Um, Okay. So, so what can readers expect if they, they, they pick up the book and and they can get the book like everywhere, right? You said Amazon, I'm, I'm assuming because HCI is a big publisher. They've got it in all the major bookstores and everything. Yeah. Barnes and Nobles, Amazon. Um, 
you know, it's even, it's interesting, it's being carried locally at uh, all the Rite Aids if you're in New oh, York. Oh, wow. Uh, it's right at, yeah, it's at the drugstores, Rite Aids. Very cool. So, yeah, it's easy to find. But Amazon, too. Amazon.com is always easy. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so and, and we'll have a link when we when we post the uh, podcast afterwards, we'll have a link to the your Amazon, to, to it on Amazon. So, so explain how, uh, like, the chapters are organized. Like, how is somebody, because this isn't just... This isn't just a reading book. This is really a, a workbook, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's for, the hope is that it's interactive. So the the first chapter or two explains sort of the journey that we're all going to take together and how, you know, I, I tell the story like I just told that when when I find that when I slow down, so we, the way I look at our society, right, we binge food, we binge right. Netflix series, we binge, right. we go, we go, <laughs> um, and we're going so fast that we're missing. We're missing so much. So, you know, the power of just stopping and reading a chapter for five minutes and then maybe journaling for five minutes, you know, it's just the power to allow yourself a pause. And that's what I talk about at the beginning of the book. And then the chapters are really laid out, you know, um, week to week. So there could be, you know, in, in May, there could be a chapter on who am I to be brilliant and, and who are we not to be brilliant. And then in mm-hmm. April, there could be an a, a, a article. I actually, uh, I talk about life and death because I think April is really very um, representative of, if that's even a yes. word, of yeah. life and death. Because, you know, here we are, especially if you're in New York, we're like coming out of this crazy winter, but there's, yeah. you know, it's still freezing cold, but there's new growth on the ground and my garlic is starting to sprout, you know, uh-huh. so... You know, that's what April talks about. And again, it leaves that, you know, the book is really, I like self-help help books. I really do. But I always, always had felt like, I don't know, something's missing. And even when I made this, when I wrote this book, I before I even turned it in, it had sat on my in my computer for a year. And because really? I kept saying, it's not right, it's not right. I couldn't uh, figure out what was missing. And then that's when I figured out the journaling piece. What's missing uh, is, if this is a self-help genre or a self-discovery or self-development genre, if that's right. the category they're going to place this book in, shouldn't self, the reader, mm. be the writer, you know? Right, right. And it's so funny because uh, I, I like the idea that, that the reader is going to actually write their own self-help book by the end of the book because it's one of the things, one of the criticisms I've always heard about the self-help industry is it's like you're always dependent on someone else instead of sure. really being empowered to be the master of your own life. And so yeah. by engaging your reader in, in, in sort of the journaling and getting them to sort of create and write their own story, that you're actually empowering people to be their own guru in a way, right? Right. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. So, again, my stories in the book are only to encourage the reader to sort of investigate their own story. So, uh, you know, there could be a chapter on, and there is, there's a chapter on forgiveness or, or blame. There's a chapter on blame and letting go of that, that emotion of blaming people mm-hmm. because this is the only way you can heal. And, you know, but, but for me to write, I just write a little bit so that I can help maybe the reader open up the, their, their own, you know, experience. Wonderful. What part of the book was most impactful for you as you were writing it? Hmm. Well, here's the crazy part. Uh-huh. <laughs> I would say the end was the most impactful. Okay. It was written about, um, I wrote the end of the book in my friend Scott's house. He's uh-huh. the best. He let me stay at his house. My whole family stayed at his house um, because uh, our house burnt down. Oh. On October 14th, and the book had to be depressed by, I think it was like the 27th. So I was literally wow. typing the end, kind of processing, um, you know, that experience at my friend's house, processing this fact that this guy is just like, come, stay at my house, you know, just processing a bunch. Right. So I would say that was probably the most impactful because it was the most recent, you know, <laughs> so that, right. 
Right. Wow. So, (laughs) so like you've survived Hurricane Handy, Sandy. You've survived having your house burned down. I mean, you've been through a lot of uh, things going on, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Clearly, I'm Teflon Kel. That'll be the next. (laughs) (laughs) Oh wow! Wow! Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, What did you learn by writing this book? What, What did you learn that like you didn't expect to learn from writing this book? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a tough one. What did I learn writing the book? Um, I, I would say I rediscovered how much I love to write and how ah. that might probably always been my best form of communication. Okay. I mean, I like to talk too. <laughs> I, got, I do have the gift of gab, but um, I guess I learned it helps. It helped me and writing again, writing my publisher letter each month totally, you know, just keeps me grounded. It keeps me in perspective. You know, Uh, if I'm really mad that, you know, my kid isn't getting enough volleyball time or whatever, you know, just the stupid stuff that we get hung up on and I get hung up on and I go hmm. crazy. I spin on, you know, when I write about, you know, me spinning out on it, I I, kind of can laugh at myself too and say, really, Cal, you know, if that's your biggest problem, good for you. So, I, you know, I think just doing that every month, I feel really lucky that I have to write a publisher letter because mm. it allows me to, again, just pause, to breathe, to learn, and to really to remind myself. I think it's more reminding myself, um, you know, just to not take yourself so seriously. Right. And, um, <laughs> That's laugh great. And That's great. And, shall pass kind and, of and, thing, that kind of philosophy. It just and speaking of not taking yourself too seriously, Michelle on the Facebook Live says, LOL, Teflon Cal. Uh, I tell Michelle, she's the one I was referring to. I think it's Michelle Gardner. She's the one I was referring yeah. to who said, I'm going to quote May to you when you come to me with your problems. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny that she's up there. <laughs> uh, we just got a couple of minutes before our, our next break, but... um. How was your family? Were they sort of supportive through this whole process? Were they like kind of scratching their heads going, I wonder what happened to my wife and mommy? You know, she's kind of lost it. (laughs) No, you know what? They're great. They're like, they're, you know, my husband's my biggest cheerleader. He always has been. If I said to him, you know, I got laid off, I didn't quit, but I'm sure if I said to him, I'm going to quit, he'd be like, okay, that's great. You know, he's always been like that. He's uh, a very remarkable person. I write a lot about him because he um, he is super inspirational. He is mm. like just he knows how to live life. He teaches me how to have fun. He teaches me how to live life and what's important. So he was really very excited. And you know anything I'd say, oh, I can't do this. He'd be like, are you kidding? You're great at this. You know? <laughs> oh, that's he great. He sounds supportive. He's... And it's funny, you know, with my kids. I laugh because they, they really, you know, when they, we surf, our whole family surfs. And when they were uh-huh. first starting, um, you know, there was nerves involved. And I'd say, come on, Dylan, you, you know, you only regret what you don't do. So when I was looking to buy this magazine, he overheard my conversation with my husband. And he's like, you know, Mom, you only regret what you don't do. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, your husband sounds like a real keeper. Yeah, oh, for sure. <laughs> All right, wonderful, wonderful. All right, believe it or not, it's time for us to take our last commercial break of the show. Um, time flies when we have such great guests. So <laughs> when we come back, let's talk about uh, what's next for Kelly McGrath Martinson and, uh, you know, what people can really uh, take away from this book, okay? Cool. Awesome. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, and we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc.
unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. TalkingAlternative.com Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. Oops, had to take care of some technical stuff real quick for a second there. Anyway, so we've been talking this hour with Kelly McGrath Martinson, author of the book, A Year of Inspired Living. Once again on the Facebook live stream, here's what the book looks like. Go out, get this book. It will help you write your own book. So what really was your intention behind putting this book out there what is it that you know you really wanted to to hear back from people after they read this when you put this book out hmm, that's a good question um what i wanted to hear back was kind of what i'm hearing which is you really helped me or this book really helped me um you know, I wish I had some of my Amazon review things in front of me. I would tell you that because when I get them back, I almost cry because it's exactly what I was looking for. I just, again, I feel like I faced a lot of stuff. I can't tell you why. I have no idea why. But for whatever reason I have, and I've written about it, and I think it's a lot of everyday stuff. So I just love when people tell me, like, oh, you know, Kelly, I connected with this chapter. Or Kelly, I'm... I'm, I'm Really, I love when people say I'm cracking up with you. Because I, I, you know, I like to laugh. I like, you know, I like to think sometimes I'm funny. Um, I don't think my kids think I'm funny, but I think I'm funny. But uh, I like when people. I do like when people say like that was just a really fun, funny read. And then you know, so yeah, I want to move them. I want them to be you know writing their own story. And I do, that's really the main purpose. But honestly, if they're like and they are telling me, oh, my gosh, your yoga chapter cracked me up. Mm. That makes me really happy because I think, you know, laughter is so important and happiness is so important. So that's the other thing I like to hear. Did did writing this book, like, help you through a, a, a time in your life that was maybe difficult? Was there something about sort of putting all this together and putting it out there that actually helped you? Absolutely. So... Most of this uh, book was written over um, a few, you know, their journal entries, their periods of, of pub- pieces of publisher letter. Right. So, you know, there are definitely times, I mean, like the April chapter, I talked about um, facing my sister's death. And, you know, I, I think writing, and I remember where I was sitting when I wrote that publisher letter and um it was very helpful for me to write and for me to process and for me to figure out, you know, I had a lot of anger. I could get upset right now. I hear it in my voice. Yeah. Because, you know, what I write in the letter was something I didn't even realize until I put pen to paper. But my sister Diana was 14 years older than me. So what I say in, my, in that chapter is, you know, 14 years is a, a huge difference. When I'm sick, when I'm, let's say, one and she's 15. Yeah. And we have nothing in common and nothing to relate to. And when I'm six and, you know, she's 20, I don't know, don't make me do mental math, 29, you know, whatever it is, we, you know, there was no time for us to really have anything in common until the point where I'm 40 and she's 54. Or wow. what did happen when I'm 36 and she's passing away, you know? Yeah. So by the time we finally became, so connected and we the, the funny thing is for her and I was we connected she used to love gardening and when I'm you know one and she's 15 I don't want to hear about gardening and even right. when I'm older I didn't want I never wanted to hear about gardening and it wasn't until you know we were both adults she's 44 I'm 30 I started gardening and we started having uh. that in common and then six years later she passed so I talk about sort of 
feeling robbed of that, but then also feeling blessed that I have this garden. And every year I make my garden, it fails. The weeds, you know, I go in with such great intention and maybe I'll get like six tomatoes and then the weeds will struggle and kill my stuff. But I'm still in there every year trying it again. Each April, you'll see me there. And I think what I came to, and she used to call me Nellie from Nellie Olson, that snotty kid from the Prairie. You know, and I hated that. And I ended my letter saying, I think I'm going in that garden every year just to be with her. And even if it's really just to hear in my head her say, you know, you call that a garden, Nellie? You know? <laughs> that, was very, that was really like writing that and understanding that was, I would say, probably one of really like a healing, profound. And, it, and I didn't write it until probably four years after she passed. Uh, you know, I didn't know that I was struggling with the garden and that, you uh, know, I didn't realize any of that until I did. Wow. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. So, what... she is my sister. D uh, of course, very of missed course. and very much a part of, you know, my gardening and my just my journey. Yeah, yeah, and I can definitely relate because my brother is eight years older than me, and even eight years, you know, when I was a kid, and you know, I was eight and he was sixteen, it was like you know, who wants to hang out with an eight-year-old? So you know, we, <laughs> exactly. we really. You know, had, right. and, and then he moved, you know, when he was in uh, graduate school, he moved out of New York. So there really wasn't much opportunity for us to develop a real relationship. Um, it was the exact same thing. Like Diana yeah. moved to Texas, but oh. it wasn't until we, you know, were older and yeah. I had kids and I had questions for her right when I needed her the most as a sister is when, you know, she passed. So that was yeah. something I had to kind of process. Right, right. So. What comes next for Kelly? I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully some nice surf surfing. Um, what comes next? I mean, I'm looking into writing a few more books. Unfortunately, I had one written. It was on faith. Um, and, you know, I talk about how faith got me through a lot of what I got through. Um, that book was in the house right now, so maybe that wasn't meant to be. I don't know. Okay. Um, I, you know, I sat down and tried to put it together again. I don't know if it'll happen. I'll see. And then uh, I do have another year of inspired living that we're talking, I'm I'm putting together and compiling for maybe 2019, hopefully. And then I have some speaking engagements locally, which I'm speaking at a TEDx talk in Merrick and some other talks, just sharing my journey. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, TEDx is a great venue. I did a TEDx a couple of years ago, and it was wonderful. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Excellent, excellent. So if people want to find out more about you, about the book, is there a website they can go to? Mm-hmm. Yep, there sure is. Um, well, so Natural Awakening Long Island, you can you know get month-to-month publisher letters and great info on health and wellness. And then just specifically for the book, uh, A Year of Inspired Living.com. Oh, and then okay. the other thing I would just ask is if you are reading the book or journeying, journeying with us, um, you know, share on a year of inspired living, share your stories. Cause that is also an idea that has come up oh. a few times when I've gotten some of these emails that people have shared, like maybe there's a book in what people, you know, the chapters of people that have gone through this journey at the end of 12 months share mm. with us. So that's also an idea. Wonderful, wonderful. So you're really uh, in the process of creating community around this whole idea of a year of inspired. Yeah, that's the hope. Sure. Uh, just out of curiosity, where did the title come from? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, how did I had a few a year of inspired living, empowered living. Um, we knew it was going to be a year or twelve months. Um, I don't know. It sort of just came. We had a few titles and even a few covers, and I went back and forth with. Uh, the publishers, and we just agreed that that was the strongest one. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule to come on the Conscious Consultant Hour. I really appreciate it. No, thank you. And again, I'm sorry I couldn't get there live in the studio. But All right. Well, <laughs> next we time, um, uh, well, when you do come into the city, you know, on the Upper West Side of Manhattan, you got to let me know and let's get together because you have to sign my book because it's like a thing I do. Like, you know, all my, all my author guests that come on my show, they have to sign their book for me. Oh, all right. Definitely. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Great. Thank you so much, Kelly. Enjoy the rest of your day and you have a great rest of the week.
Thanks. You too. Bye-bye. Okay, great. Bye-bye. So um, a, a wonderful book. I really highly recommend it. And I also want to let people know that if you um, – uh, uh, have the time and can stick around. I'm going to stop the video on the Facebook live stream and then we're going to start up another one because coming up next, we have a special broadcast. This is a, um, a an opportunity where actually a, a former guest on my show, Denise Otten, who uh, wrote the book um, Curing Courtney, is coming on and she's going to co-host with me and uh, she's going to co-host and she's going to help and I'm going to help her with interviewing some guests and talking about more things around health and wellness. And this is a sort of a new uh, thing we're trying out here at the station. I, I hope you'll like it. Um, and I also wanted to let everybody know, all you listeners know, that if you want to learn about you know, how to use this kind of a platform, how to use live podcasting to help build your business business or your brand and get your message out there. I did a webinar last week about it that was very well received, and I've posted it up on the talkradio.nyc uh, website. So if you go to talkradio.nyc and scroll down a little bit, you should see the video there. You, you can stop the live player for the for the audio stream and play the video, or you can um, if if it's already been um, if it's already been a number of weeks and you don't see it on the homepage, just go to our shows and click on the Conscious Consultant Hour logo and just scroll down and you'll see it's called uh, Building Your Brand and Your Business with Live Podcasting. So take a look at that, and that will um, help to describe to you your how we use this platform and how you can use this platform to help get your message out there and to help uh, get your brand and your business out there. So please stay tuned because in just a couple of minutes, we're going to be right back with a special broadcast with Denise Otten. So please stay tuned. We'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, the Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday, 9 to 10 Eastern Time, and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth from Nourish the Soul, and on this show, you will uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to having a healthy relationship to food and your body. Join us every Thursday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at talkingalternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on talkingalternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Talking Alternative. Are you a conscious co-creator? 
Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. 